Repodcasting is part of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. Have you ever watched a movie and wondered why they cast that woman or that guy? Well, here's our chance to give it a try. We're repodcasting. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Repodcasting. I'm Lucia. And I'm Janet. How are you doing today, Janet? I'm okay. How are you? Good. We're uh, we're nice. in the dog days of summer. Yes. And things have been uh, pretty dang hot up here. <laughs> oh, yeah, here too. But this will be airing in September. This is our September episode. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it'll still be pretty hot at the beginning of September. <laughs> Maybe not at the end. <laughs> yeah, so this month... We are recasting the 2018 movie Venom, chosen by Janet. Yes. And so why did you choose this movie, Janet? Well, I think I mentioned uh, in the last episode uh, in August, I went to see this at the movie theater. And, you know, I mean, it's fine. It's like a comic book movie. But the main reason I went to see it was because of Riz Ahmed, because I'm a huge fan of his work. So I was pretty excited that he was doing something like this. So I was decided to check it out. But yeah, like the casting of Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock and Michelle Williams as Anne, his girlfriend, to me, it just seemed all wrong. For me, neither one of them worked in these roles. Um, So that was the main, and it's funny because even watching it, I remember thinking to myself, wow, like they were both so miscast. So that was why I wanted to recast it. Well, good pick because I agree. It did not take me long to be like, whoa, these two are all wrong for this. Yeah. They just don't, they don't fit. Like the, the longer you watch it, For me, I found that neither one of them was fitting into the role. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I did not see this until today, actually. (laughs) So while watching, when Riz Ahmed showed up, I was like, oh, this is why Janet has seen this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, And he was great in it. I thought he played a really good villain. Yeah, he was awesome. Mm -hmm. So what was the box office like for this movie? So box office, it did super well. Uh, it grossed about $855 million. So even though critically it was panned, I don't know if you did any research on it, but I mean, just sort of reading over what critics had to say about it, it d- didn't receive a lot of good buzz from critics, but it made a lot of money. It was definitely a commercial success, so much so that there's a sequel coming out, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. And Woody Harrelson's in that, of course, because yeah. he's in every movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he was in the credit sequence in yeah. today's movie. So like, uh, that was Woody Harrelson. Yeah, Woody Harrelson is in every single movie, every franchise, The Hunger Games, this, like you name Flowers. it. Woody Harrelson is the go-to actor, like, for everything. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So the trailer for Let There Be Carnage has already dropped, um, but Mm. I just heard that the release date has been pushed back. Yeah, of course. 
Yeah, they were talking about September. So, so far, it's been pushed back to October. We'll see if it gets pushed back any further. But on Carnage, I did want to say that that character was supposed to be the main antagonist in this movie. Mm-hmm. And then I'm not sure, I couldn't figure out exactly why they adjusted it. But anyway, they adjusted it so that Riot, I think is the name of the, I guess, the alter ego of Riz Ahmed's Carlton Drake. So yeah, they just ended up focusing on Riot instead and saving Carnage for a sequel. Oh, But yeah, but what's interesting too is I guess there were a lot of people who were considered or who wanted to play Carnage, oh. including Lin-Manuel Miranda. Oh, okay. And yeah, Cameron Monaghan, who's in the show Gotham. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Sony considered Alan Tudyk at one point to be Carnage, who like put Alan Tudyk in there. I'd rather see him than Woody Harrelson. I don't know who the hell that is. Uh, He's in a show right now called Resident Alien. He's done quite a bit. Oh, yeah. He played a voice, actually, I want to say in the same movie with Woody Harrelson in one of the Star Wars ones. Mm -hmm. He was one of the droids. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So a synopsis for the movie, this was taken from IMDb. I did not write one. (laughs) It is, a failed reporter is bonded to an alien entity one of many symbiotes who have invaded Earth, but the being takes a liking to Earth and decides to protect it. Mm-hmm. I, I guess, yeah. Sure. I guess that's exactly what's All happening. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you, before we get into any kind of recasting, did you like the movie? Um, as much as I can like a Marvel movie. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I didn't hate it I suppose like it's fine I don't know it's like these movies are all kind of the same for me so I don't know I just it was the casting that really threw me off and for me it was the casting that really I think could have improved the movie yeah there were quite a few moments to me when Tom Hardy's real accent was kind of poking through yeah and I feel like that happens a lot in, I don't know if it's the movies we pick or if it's in general, but like, for example, I'm, I'm watching this movie and I'm like, oh, I don't know, should we just like not cast people to try and do another accent? Because it seems to fail so often. And then I remembered Riz Ahmed has an English accent and yeah. you can't tell at no. all. No, Riz Ahmed is really good. Yeah. Yeah. There are people who can do And Christian Bale for years, decades, I thought he was American. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So there are people who can do it. I guess yeah. maybe Tom Hardy's not one of them. Anywho. <laughs> um, yeah. So we'll take a quick ad break and then we'll go on to our recasting. Hi there. I'm Brendan, a certified home inspector with Rumi. Do you have a problem that needs fixing? Whether it's big or small, inside or outside, let me help you find out what's really going on. You can call me by phone or we can take a look together over video chat. Visit rumi.ca, that's R-U-M-I dot C-A, and go to Ask a Home Inspector to book your appointment with me today. And we're back. And Janet, do you want to start off with your recasting choices? Sure, I'll start. So yeah, for me, Tom Hardy, I don't know. I just wasn't feeling him as Eddie Brock. And going back to your point of what you said about the accent, uh, to me... Tom Hardy sounded like Elmer Fudd. Oh no. <laughs> throughout this whole movie. Like there were so many times that I was sitting here watching it going, "Oh my god, like he sounds like Elmer Fudd. Like what 
is going on with that accent because he has like I don't know how familiar you are like with his work because the thing is Tom Hardy is a great actor he really is everything I've seen him in like I usually really enjoy and he's a great character actor but I don't know the accent I don't know what was going on there but and I just didn't feel that he fit the role so I recast him uh, with Ryan Gosling. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Because you know what? Like Ryan Gosling, I'm surprised. Marvel has been trying to get Ryan Gosling for a long time. Um, I recently read that he's in talks to perhaps do something with them in the future. Um, But I think this would have been a good vehicle for him. And I don't know. Like I really could have seen him as Eddie Brock. Okay. Because, you know, you get that duality, right? Where he's like that struggle, right? That inner I don't know. I just think this would have been so perfect a vehicle <laughs> for for Ryan Gosling. I think he totally like could have smashed this. Right. And as for Anne, oh my God. Like Michelle Williams, listen. She's a great actor. An amazing actor. Yeah. She's fabulous. This was not, I don't think this was, she was right in this role. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like the thing with, with any sort of movie, right? Like you're telling a story, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I think a lot of the times when they're casting for these movies, it's like, they're not, I don't think they ask themselves like which actors would best serve this storytelling you know what I mean like I think a lot of the times it's you know I mean the decisions are based on so many things but yeah I think a lot of the times it's not which actors will serve this story the best it's like who will be more of a box office draw and that sort of thing right for sure so like for me I didn't really think Tom Hardy embodied the role same thing with Michelle Williams yeah and who styled her? She looked so weird. Right. Her wig. I just kept saying, like, this is a big budget movie. Why does she have such a shitty yes. wig? Maybe it wasn't a wig. I don't know. I think it was. I, I think, I think so. it was. But it looked, listen, if it wasn't a wig, it looked like one. Mm-hmm. Totally. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like that wig was so busted. And I was just like, this is so wrong. I don't understand. It's like, Woody Harrelson in the Hunger Games, right? Like you have these gigantic movies with these big budgets and like they couldn't afford better wigs for these characters. I don't know, like these sorts of things really distract me. I had the wig budget of a Tyler Perry movie. Yeah. So anyway, for the role of Anne, I cast Isla Fisher. Okay. I really like Isla Fisher. I think she's very versatile. And you know what it was? I the reason I thought of her, I don't know if you've ever watched that show. It's called Bored to Death. It used to be on HBO. It starred uh Jason Schwartzman, Zach Galifianakis, and Ted Danson was on it as well. And Isla Fisher did one season of it where she plays Jason Schwartzman's love interest. And I don't know, for some reason I thought of her role Mm -hmm. on board to death. And when I was watching this and thinking of who I could recast for, and so I just think Isla Fisher would have brought like a different sort of energy to the role. 
I don't know. Just to me, Michelle Williams was completely, she looked out of place. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Isla Fisher would have done a better job. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't know. Like it is hard to, I don't know, for me, it's hard to pinpoint why Michelle Williams was so wrong for this because like she really is a very good actor, very versatile, but maybe it's because she's such a big name and we're so used to seeing her in like super dramatic stuff. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's it. I just was trying to pinpoint like what isn't working and I couldn't quite get there. But anyway. Right. So for me, I, for Eddie Brock, I'm not that well-versed in Tom Hardy's filmography. I'm sure I've seen a bunch of things, but to me, he's somebody who kind of never stood out, I think. Cause like, really, I think I've seen a lot of his movies, oh. but I could not have told you what he looked like before watching then and today. Oh, okay. Now reading about the making of this movie and how Michelle Williams got like how she chose to be part of it. Everybody has nothing but good things to say about Tom Hardy and his acting and mm-hmm. his style and his work ethic and everything. So, so that's great. But yeah, this was not the right vehicle for him, perhaps. I love the Elmer Fudd thing. It was something. There was something going on with that accent that like the character lives in San Francisco, but I think used to live in New York. And so he was trying to do this New York accent, but the British one is like coming through and it was just all over the place. Anyway, I chose somebody who is going to be in an upcoming Marvel movie. I forget what it's called. It's one of the like ensemble ones. And so I chose Kumail Nanjiani. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's from The Big Sick. He's also in the HBO show Silicon Valley. And he was he was in Men in Black International, but um, he was voicing a CGI character. But I really like him. And one of the things that I was not loving about this movie is that, to me, it's like, it was trying to be dark, but trying to have light moments here and there. And it wasn't walking either line very well. And so I feel like Kumail could do the, I'm on a first name basis with him, apparently, Kumail Nanjiani could do the comedic parts, the light parts way better. Like he's hilarious. I love his stand-up. If you haven't listened, definitely do. And so, yeah, I just, I feel like he could have brought like um, more, what's the word? Is vivacity a word? (laughs) He could have been just brought a lot more fun to it. And yeah, I did not have fun with this movie. I was bored for a lot of it, unfortunately. So yeah, so that's why I chose him. Um, And then for Anne, for the Michelle Williams character, I had two. So I'm going to say them both. My, the first person I thought of was Jennifer Garner. I wanted to think of someone who, like, this is going to sound kind of silly, but I'm picturing a comic book drawing of like kind of a badass woman, even though the character, they don't give her that much to do. No. But knowing that there's a sequel coming too, and in the comic books, she becomes <laughs> the stupidest name ever. She becomes She Venom. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I wanted to pick somebody who like I've seen do kind of like actiony stuff. And so Jennifer Garner was the star of Alias, as well as, okay, these ones aren't action, but as well as 13 Going on 30, which I love, and Dallas Buyers Club. She did Daredevil, right? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And Electra, didn't she have her own movie too? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So definitely, I feel like she could do it. The only reason I didn't land on her solely is because 
she's she's not like a ton older, but she's a little chunk older. Um, and so like I just also wanted to consider someone who was a little more in the same age range as the other characters. And so my second choice is Zoe Saldana, mm-hmm. who has been in Star Trek and Avatar. And in fact, in Marvel, uh, she's in Guardians of the Galaxy as Gamora. Right. But that character is green and like doesn't really look like her. And so I feel like she could have done double duty there. Yeah. Yeah. And also this movie doesn't have like, it's not part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's not connected to the other movies. Right. Right. While it is with Spider-Man. Yeah. But there's no Spider-Man in this movie. No, there is at the end. In like the, the animated one. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they make that connection. And I think in the sequel, there's going to be more of a Spider-Man connection, right? So. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I, <laughs> the first thing I wrote down in like one of the earliest scenes is Michelle Williams seems like a Stepford wife. Mm. Like her character was so weird and so like plain and not plain, but like. And not quite monotone either, but just dull. Yeah, it was just, I don't know. It was not, she was not the right actor for the role. Yeah, hard agree. And so I did find a couple of alternatives, but it seems like for the most part, they were pretty set on Tom Hardy and Michelle Williams. But I did see there was somebody named Casey Jane who auditioned for Anne. She's done some short films. Maybe her star will blow up soon. But some interesting ones considered for Carlton Drake, the Riz Ahmed role, was Pedro Pascal. And then Matt Smith, who's Doctor Who, mm-hmm. one of the Doctor Whos. He's also Prince Philip in The Crown in the earlier ones. Yeah. And then Matthias, I should have looked up how to say his last name, Matthias Schoenarts, Schoenarts yeah, um, yeah. who is in The Danish Girl and Red Sparrow. So right. they were all considered for the villain role. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I think Riz Ahmed like, did a really good job. He nailed it. Yeah. What I liked about him, and I think they didn't give him enough to do in this vein, is that he doesn't, like, when you just look at him, it doesn't scream villain. Mm. But he was able to kind of start off as, like, not right away do you see that he's a bad guy, but you start to see, like, some very sinisterness creep through. Yeah, like you get that almost, he almost feels like a cult leader. Like when you first meet him, like he's this big tech guy and that's almost kind of how he comes across. Like there's that dark undercurrent in his personality, like right away. And I thought that he played that really well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I thought it might have been fun to like give him a little longer of like they kind of let the audience know right away, this guy's bad. And I I think it could have been a little more fun to have it. I don't know, maybe be more of a surprise. Mm. Okay, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Okay, so other than that, oh, yeah. And then there were a couple other people who were considered for the role of Venom. One is Finn Whitrock, who's currently or was in the show Ratchet. And uh, apparently there were a couple of people who wanted to play Venom. I guess they had kind of put their names out there. One was Stephen Farrelly, who is an Irish wrestler in the WWE. His wrestling name is Seamus. Okay. And then the other one was Kellen Lutz from the Twilight series. Oh, him. Oh, he would have been terrible. My God, he's a horrible actor. (laughs) Oh, no. He is. Have you ever seen anything that he's done? No. Oh, he's... 
yeah, he's like, he's solid, like one note. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, good thing they didn't go with him anyway. (laughs) But yeah, I really didn't have too many trivia notes or like I couldn't really find lots of like fun little tidbits. Right, right. The only other thing that I think you did mention this in one of our previous episodes, I believe you mentioned it in our Spider-Man 3 episode. Yeah. Because Spider-Man 3 was the first on-screen appearance of the character of Venom, played by Topher Grace. Mm -hmm. And Topher Grace praised Tom Hardy's characterization of Venom. Right. Which I thought was nice. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, of course. Uh, Topher Grace was not a good Eddie Brock either. Yeah. I don't know. I I didn't like him as Eddie Brock. And I didn't like Tom Hardy either. So. Yeah. <laughs> we have yet to find the right Eddie Brock. Well, Tom Hardy's written. He's the co-writer of the, the script for the sequel. Mm-hmm. So he's very. He's got his hands all over this project. So. I think like whatever they do for the foreseeable future, like obviously Tom Hardy is going to be involved, right? I guess I think what bugs me about this, and I sort of said this about Michelle Williams, when they try to inject levity into it and they try to like make it funny or jokey, they're not funny actors. So no, they don't handle not. it well. No, Neither one of them is, they don't do comedy well Mm -hmm. I don't think either one of them is is cut out for that I've never seen Michelle Williams do anything remotely comedic and I don't think that's where her strengths lie to be honest and same thing with Tom Hardy like Tom Hardy for me he's Alfie Solomon's from Peaky Blinders right I mean he's an amazing he has done an, ama- an amazing job with that character. And and Alfie is, like, for anyone who watches Peaky Blinders and is familiar with that character, Alfie is funny. Oh. They give him funny in the sense that, like, the just the lines that he delivers are, like, he just delivers them so well and, and he's funny. But I don't know, I just, I don't think that this is the right role for him. Mm-hmm. Well, we have seen Ryan Gosling be funny and we have seen Camille Nanjiani be funny. So I think either one of those would be better. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So I guess we will take our second ad break before. Oh, wait, one thing. I always forget this. The ratings. So as you were saying, Janet, critics did not like this movie. So on IMDb, this had a 35% from 46 critics. And on Rotten Tomatoes, it had a 30% from 355 reviewers. So yeah, it's like really panned. Yeah. But what was interesting, because this doesn't happen that often, on Rotten Tomatoes, so 30% was the the critic score, 81% was the audience score. Mm. So it's just a massive difference. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. So people liked it. So that's good. Yeah. Well, it made a lot of money. So someone went to watch it, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Okay, so now we really will take our ad break before our final segment. With ATB Cares, giving is easy. Donate through ATB Cares and ATB will match 20% of every dollar donated to eligible Albertan charities, maximizing the impact of your donation. Visit atbcares.com to choose your cause and donate today. And now back to the show. And we're back and it is time for our final segment. 
It's time for Hold Me Close, Young Tony Danza, the segment where we cast Tony Danza into one of the roles in this movie. And so, Janet, how did you find that task for this episode? Oh, well, it's always, I think it's always pretty easy to cast Tony. So I cast him as Carlton Drake because I wanted him to play a villain. (laughs) Because Tony, usually he's like the good guy and... I wanted him to flex his acting muscles and be the villain for once. Oh, well, I kind of did the same thing, but uh, I cast him as Carnage, setting Mm. him up for the next movie more. So in this movie, he'd have quite a small role, but then he'd have a nice big starring role for the next one. Good thinking. (laughs) You're planning for Tony's future. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to be his casting agents. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Okay, well, I do think that we improved this movie. I don't know about you. I think so. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, oh, let's get on to next month. So next month is October. And for the past few years, we have done a series called So Bad It's Scary. And uh, we're continuing with that for this October. Because I have selected the Adam Sandler Netflix film, Hubie Halloween, to recast next month. Oh, nice. Yeah, we'll see. And tell me and our listeners where we can find Hubie Halloween. It was produced by Netflix, so that would be the place to find it. Oh, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I haven't seen it myself. But I did read a lot about it when it came out. So I suspect casting will not be enough, but I will go in with an open mind. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, Adam Sandler has become a professional at making awful movies. What happened? (laughs) Anyway, we'll get into it in detail, I'm sure, next month. Nice. Okay, so as usual, if you want to find us on social media, we can be found at repodcasting on all the things. And if you want to email us, send us some suggestions, send us your own casting for these movies. And that can be done at repodcasting at gmail.com. So Janet, thank you as always for joining me. Thanks, Lucia. Bye. Bye.